Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. It was Garrard's that were the sponsor of the main race across the weekend, the $1 million Miracle Mile. And as we all know now, the King bowed out a winner. He retired immediately after his success there on Saturday night. He's off the stud. That career will take place later this year, stud season around September. But what a way to bow out of racing with a Group 1 victory in the Miracle Mile. He created history, the first horse to win the Miracle Mile three years in a row. Trained by uh, Belinda McCarthy, driven by her husband, Luke. And there's a, a swag of owners that are involved in King of Swing. And one of those is joining us now, Mark Congdon, all the way from Perth. And he's online with us now. Mark, good morning. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, Chris. How are you travelling over there? I'm all right. I'm all right. You've had a bit of a, a rocky week, a bit of a false start the previous week. You made the trip from Perth to Sydney. You had to go home, no action, but you made the trip back to Sydney on the weekend. It was worthwhile, all that drama, because uh, that was something to be seen there on the weekend. Yeah, it sure was. I think the first two miracles that were um, that we could actually leave the state, go there and come back and go back to New South Wales and get home safe. So that was the first two miracles, Chris. But <laughs> everything, the uh, the timing was perfect for us. So, um, yeah, it was just a memorable night. It's just, you know, this is uh, fairy tale stuff, Chris. You know that. It's just, um, I just said to Glenmore on the plane on the way back, did we actually win that race? You know, am I, am I dreaming? Is it, you know, because you you rerun the thing a million times through your head and we, we had two weeks to do that. Yeah. He didn't leave. MacDown was able to get across, but immediately Luke McCarthy was out with that retake move and he was able to take control. He went through the opening splitting 25-6, then 29, 28-4. He gets home in 26-2. He stops the clock at 149-2. Did you have any cause for concern at any stage in running? To be honest with you, no, not really. Um, his first Miracle Mile, we ran pretty similar um, sectionals. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the horse that uh, went to the States, but his brother drove that. And, uh, but they're running 25 out the gate and 25 or just under 26 on the way home. So that that's what he's been running. And I, I think I did mention to you before that they were sort of looking at his win uh, and saying it wasn't that good a few weeks before he went into the Group 1s. And we clocked him, um, you know, he was running 47 sectionals out of the gate. You know, that's 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 damn quick. Um, so I don't think anybody sort of acknowledged that except for probably uh, myself, Gary Hall and Glenn. Um, so he wasn't going any slower. He just made it look easy, that's all. So to answer your question, uh, no, not really. I, I think the, um, for me, other than Luke's drive, the driver of the race was the young kid on Expensive Ego. You know, he had a, a, a tired animal, tired horse, and um, he did an exceptional job on that horse. He's um, he won at one back. He he came out um, three wide into the straight, pushed Spirit of St. Louis out, uh, and then I think the horse on the inside um, tried to come off the fence a small bit, and then uh, uh, Geary just pushed him back down. So to me, that was you know, a phenomenal drive on a horse that was racing eight cylinders. Yeah. Okay. Well, the time there, 149.2, is identical to what he recorded last year in 2021. He went 149.2. When he won his first one in 2020, he stopped the clock at 148. Of the three Miracle Miles, which one is the most memorable for you? 
I think the first one, you know, running that 148, that was just phenomenal. And uh, I think Lock and Varart ran second that year. Um, yeah, money yeah. going back in time. And, uh, you know, that was just his first uh, uh, stamping his, his name on the board as an up-and-coming champion. You know, that, that was a phenomenal run. And he's just gone ahead uh, leaps and bounds from there. And, uh, and you know, the horse, uh, having only 30-odd starts or something with Luke was... Um, has been learning all the way along. You can see the synergy between the two of them. It's just quite amazing. King of Swing is such a um, now is just such a relaxed horse. He has no gear on him whatsoever. He doesn't have earplugs. I think I mentioned this before to you. He doesn't have a lugging pole. He doesn't have blinkers. He doesn't have anything. He just purely runs on merit. Um, you don't have any external uh, influences to make him, you know, crowd noise or any other external things to make him sprint. He just does it on key with Luke. So. Uh, and he just does it when Luke says go, and that's it. Yeah, you know, and straight after the race, Chris, he takes two big breaths, and you wouldn't, you, you'd think it's where blind. He's not even um, gone around the track. So, yeah. he's, he's a phenomenal like animal. No yeah. Yep. Yeah, and just to back up that rapport that he has with Luke, a stat that I find fascinating: unbeaten in twelve starts at Menangle at the mile. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's every time. Well, we sort of the problem is, Chris. Um, yeah, everybody, including the owner, seems to take it for granted that he's going to win. And um, you know as well as I do, every one of those races, you, you've got to you know, kick, scratch, and claw to beat off the opposition. There's some very talented horses in New South Wales, but also trainers, drivers. So everyone, uh, you know, people tend to think they just take it for granted, but only champions do what do that. You know, he's a champion in his own right, and we've said it before. Um, he's not Blacksford Fake and he's not in on the Mighty Quinn. He's not in the Stratosphere with those two immortal horses. He's, he's not. But he, he's a champion in his own name and, and he's actually engraved his name into history and done that on his own. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to break down some of the stats with King of Swing in just a moment. But just on Saturday night, was it a sense of relief for all involved, knowing that, you know, retirement was pending immediately after running of the race, win, lose or draw. So was it just a sense of relief for everyone involved with King of Swing? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, the, the owners back in Perth. I went over with Glenn and um, Beth Richardson's daughter, Sue, who's a shareholder with her boyfriend, Dean, with their hair. Um, uh, it, it was a surreal felling cruise. It was like, um, for the first time in, in all my races that I've run as an owner, I wasn't nervous at all. I, um, I I knew as soon as Mac Dan would cross, you know, Luke said to us that highly likely that horse would cross and then he'd just go go out and take the front. Um, and then it sort of went uh, to plan, really. That That's just the way it went. You know, he thought he'd win. He thought Spirit of St. Louis would run second. So I guess I can't answer the question for all the other owners, but I can tell you it was just... Um, uh, I was just happy to be there, to be honest. Okay. 82 starts. 44 wins, 11 seconds, 7 thirds. 12 of those yeah. victories at Group 1 level. Earnings of $3.39 million, which now makes him the fifth highest earning pacer in Australasian history. He's the first horse to win three Miracle Miles, the first to win 200 Cups, and now three Miracle Miles. He's won Group 1 races at 2, 3, 5, 6, and 7. It's mind-blowing yeah. stuff. Yeah, it is. And I just looked at the stat last night. He's only had four runs this season for four wins, three Group 1 wins and 900000 in stake money. 
Yeah. He's earned more money in these last four runs than he did last year, and I think he had about 16 runs last year, remember? Yeah. It's crazy. Not, not many horses win, win a Hunter Cup and a Miracle Mile and another group of one in the same, very quickly, you know, in the same distance apart. That just shows you how good he is. I've got to ask the question. Any temptation about that slot race in New Zealand coming up next month? Temptation about Brisbane? Was there any temptation about campaigning in North America? No, no. That was, um, I think that was just Gareth Gareth Hall just trying to come up with uh, some, you know, a story somewhere. No, he was never going to go to the States and he was never, ever going to go to the slot race in New Zealand. Um, just the fact that Luke had to go over there and be away from his staff and everybody else, and he's got such a massive team, you know, six weeks in New Zealand, all placing with a satellite trainer. We, we just wouldn't do that to the horse. Now, now the only decision that came down to right down to the wires, you know, as I've mentioned to you, was uh, racing to the end of the year. Um, I wanted to do that. I, I wanted him to... Uh, um, basically go into the Inters and, and also the Blacks of Fake and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when it came down to the crunch, uh, preparing him for the stud season came to play. That, that was the timing. They have to get him all his semen, uh, you know, make sure that he's, he's right to stud. And the timing, there's not a lot when you sit down and, and do the programming and Belinda explained that. Uh, the answer would basically it came from the senior partner, which is John and Beth Richardson. Uh, and also with Glenn, and said, no, well, you know, he's done his bit, win, lose, the draw, so he's going to start. Okay. Being trackside there on Saturday night, uh, could you get a sense of the, the support that's starting to, to gather for King of Swing as far as a stud prospect is concerned? Oh, it's been building for quite a while, Chris, especially over here in WA, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of people over here and also um, coming in from New Zealand as well because he is a perfect match to Better's Delight. You, you, and um, it is just a massive amount of better delight mares all over Australia and also in New Zealand that line up to him perfectly. So, you know, I guess if you if you can't get a return on your better delight mare and you or a yearling and you paid anywhere, you know, thirty and a hundred thousand, and you sort of want to come back in and um, and breed with them and then just go on with the line. So, being what he is and his bloodline is. Tristan tells that um, his mother's a multiple Group 1 winner and his half-sister, Better Twist, she's already run won six Group 1s. Um, so the, the bloodline there from Rock and Roll Hanover is uh, high speed. And you can see he's got high speed, but he's also got stamina. But he's also got complete complacency in manners. He just relaxes completely. Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. We're talking with Mark Congdon, one of the co-owners of King of Swing. Of course, he created history on Saturday night, becoming the first horse to win the Miracle Mile three times. And as we now know, he's been retired and he's off the stud coming up later this year. Mark's online with us now. Mark, just on the stud fee, when will that be confirmed on what he's going to be standing for later this year? Oh, it's not too far away, Chris. I, you know, off the record, I, it's going to be around the $10,000 mark. Um, but that that's going to be confirmed by um, by Belinda. Um, it's kind of out of her hands a bit. Um, she's pretty switched on as to you know, what it costs, how many bookings they've got, how many you know. She's got. I think they've got six or seven stallions already standing at Comedy Lodge. But uh, just general chit chat to her would be roughly ten thousand, I'd say. Okay. Now, would I be right in saying with King of Swing retiring on the weekend? 
you're also going to take a little bit of a break from ownership moving ahead? Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what Glenn said to me. Glenn said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start and the horse is retiring instead of the other way around. <laughs> but uh, no, no, that was my last, that is my last horse to race in Australia. And um, uh, I've, I've got a yearling, well, my wife has over in New Zealand with Crown Del Getty and, and Glenn Moore. Um, but he, that horse, if it, you know, it's qualified last week, but if it ever gets to the track, it, it won't be coming to Australia. It'll be racing over there. Um, so no, that's definitely my my, my last horse. And um, Glenn's already started calling me Whispering Jack. He said, you know, I'm going to put Johnny Farnham to shame shortly. Um, but I think uh, I think uh, no, nah, that's that's it for me, Chris. I've I've been truly uh, I've been truly blessed. I've won every every race that I could ever dream multiple times. And um, for me, um, you know, watching a horse win an MO or CO, I know it sounds a little bit pretentious, but it just doesn't get me excited anymore. I'm just really, really uh, grateful that uh, I've been involved with such three great horses and a few others, actually, but three major champions. And uh, it's, uh, to me, there's no point uh, to trying to keep climbing the mountain, Chris, you know? Okay, so this is a decision that you haven't taken lightly, and I'm tipping you put a lot of thought into it, but uh, you just think now is the right time. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I've got... Um, you know, my, my kids are getting older now and uh, I've got two grandkids as well and uh, I put a lot of time into into my work. Um, you know, I've got a, uh, a commitment to three or four land syndicates. We've got quite large land subdivisions that we're doing that are time-consuming. So if you, if you do that and then you do the horses and then the kids, what one's got to give. So I just made a decision that, you know, harness racing has been so good to me that um, I've made so many great friends it's, and it's a... Anybody listening out there, it's just a fabulous industry. If if you accept it for all its thoughts and all, it, it's just a fabulous industry and, uh, you know, fabulous. Well, they're life, lifetime friends, you know. It, 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 it's like fo- two football teams. There's always competition out there. You know, like, um, there's anti-vaxxers and there's anti-kingers, you know, and, and most of the anti-kingers come from Melbourne. And uh, I'm very, very fortunate that, those people that bag uh, King of Swing and Victoria and the media, the horse spoke for himself. He, I didn't have to say anything anymore and uh, stand up for him. He just turned around and said, cop this. And that's exactly what he did. His, his win before the Miracle Mile was something to believe, Chris. It was just out of this world. You know, running the 147.9, I think it was. It was just, and, and breezing was just beyond words. It was breathtaking. Yep. Yeah, it was a phenomenal display. So the three champion horses that you've raced include King of Swing, I'm the Mighty Queen, and Baltic Eagle. So just doing some quick calculations here, your trophy cabinet, it would include five Fremantle Cups, four Perth Cups, or WA Pacing Cups, four Inter-Dominion Grand Finals, three Miracle Miles, two Hunter Cups, two Auckland Cups, two Blacks of Fakes, a WA Derby, I think you've won a size feature over there as well. So in total, you've probably won about 20 Grand Circuit races, 14 Inter-Dominion heats. Uh, you've had five Australian Harness Horse of the Years, four Grand Circuit champions, four Harness Horse of the Year in WA, and you've had two New South Wales Horse of the Year. That's a pretty fair collection that you've put together probably, what, over three decades now? Yeah, it is. Yep, yep. That's, that's pretty much true. I guess, you know, the... the the peak of all that was uh, Quinny getting into the Hall of Fame along with um, Hall Senior and Junior getting in there as well. And 
I would assume, Chris, that um, Belinda and Luke and King of Swing will go into the Hall of Fame as well. So having having that, you know, I've um, been pretty lucky, Chris, and I've, uh, you know, as I said before, I'm, I'm eternally grateful, you know, I'm... Um, I'm a pretty up there and out there guy and get a bit carried away every now and again, you know. Um, but I'm very, very grateful. And I've met, you know, met some lovely, lovely people in New Zealand who are still friends and some really good friends in Australia, and that includes Queensland, South Australia and Victoria. Oh, sorry, um, New South Wales and Victoria. Unfortunately, we didn't get to um, South Australia, um, but everywhere else in between. Well, I'm the mighty Quinn, no doubt, is uh, is probably the most special horse because he was just fantastic. He was an absolute out-and-out champion. Just with the, the, the horse people that you've been involved with, you mentioned Crandell getting Luke and Belinda McCarthy, uh, the Halls, Gary uh, Senior and Junior. They're all different yeah. in their own ways, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, we had Kim Prentice and Debbie Prentice um, uh, when yeah. we flew Boulder Eagle. You know, it was such a massive job in 2003, um, we had to take that horse from Perth to Melbourne to Sydney to Auckland, Christchurch, and you know, he lost 22 kilos on on the way over, and, and he was a hundred to one shot. That, that's what he opened up as a hundred to one. He ended up being a dollar seventy favourite. So all these different people um, have, have all got their own traits, but they're all exceptional horse people as well. But you, yeah, you've no then got well, you've got a massive owners there, Chris, in that wash. You know, you've got the owners in King of Swing, you've got the owners that are in Quinny. They, they, they are in King of Swing, some of them. And then you've got the owners in, in, uh, in Baltic Eagle. Um, so when you're sort of meeting all those sort of sort of people, I, I personally have never met Cran Delgetti. I've only chatted him on the phone, but he's a he's a character. He's sort of a lovable rogue, and I, uh, I sort of have a bit of an affinity with him. And um, so other than that, you know, I've got lots of friends in New Zealand as well. And, and that's and primarily about, from harness racing, yeah? Yeah. And, and what about you? I know you've mentioned Glenn Moore, but what about John and Beth Richardson? They've been in the in the journey with you with King of Swing. I'm the mighty yeah. Quinn. They also race Chicago Bull. Like you, they've been truly blessed in this industry. Oh, yeah. You know, the, um, John and Beth are the stalwarts of, of the syndicates. Uh, you know, um, I call Beth the Iron Lady. Um, John's in Queensland. She lives over here in Perth, and John's—I think John's 91. And I want to give Bess age away, but she's, uh, she's definitely a seasoned campaigner. But I can tell you what, she's got a lot of bite still left in her. Um, she may she may bark a lot, but if you push her, she'll she'll bite you. Uh, they have stalwarts. They've spent a lot of money with G Hall in the industry and uh, just harness racing fanatics, and um, they've been extremely extremely fortunate as well. But Chris, they put a lot of money into the game. Millions and millions of dollars, you know, supporting the industry. And, and also Glenn, you know, Glenn, Glenn is, you know, Glenn raced the Cara. He raced, I think he was in Falcon Strike, I'm not sure. Um, he just had some sensational horses uh, over the last 20 years, Glenn. And um, yeah. Yeah. if I can give the, if I can give your listeners a tip, <laughs> I would get them to listen to uh, racing radio over here on a Friday morning because he does the selection for the Gloucester Park meetings. And, uh, mate, he's very close to going into the Hall of Fame and tipping. This guy is an absolute legend when it comes to, to punting. So if you need a bit of guidance on a Friday a Friday night, tune into Glenn in the morning on Racing Radio, and his strike rate is just purely phenomenal. Well, we'll take the tip. But, 
as much as the industry has been kind to them, uh, they've been very kind to the industry as well. Their generosity, uh, yours in particular, knows no bounds. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the fraternity, Chris. It's, you know, the trouble with our game, as you know, is once you get bitten by that virus, it's like malaria. It just doesn't go away. It stays in your system. It, it may lay dormant for a few years, but it comes back with a vengeance. And yeah. once you're smitten with it and you've, you've got it in your you know, in your blood, you're um, in all sorts of trouble. I can actually start feeling myself getting withdrawal systems, <laughs> symptoms already, Chris. <laughs> Well, you never know. You might be back. You might be back. Uh, but in no all seriousness, Mark, uh, congratulations again. Uh, with King of Swing there on Saturday yep. night, creating history, yep. first course to do it, three miracle miles. Uh, you've been a pleasure to deal with. I wish you the very best of luck going forward. I wish you good health as well, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. Okay, thank you very much. And really, uh, my best to everybody over there. I know it's um, it's been so traumatic, and uh, you know we, we don't sort of get that stuff over here, but uh, when I was in Sydney and... The amount of water that was at Manango, I can get a good idea what, what uh, you guys actually got belted with. So, yeah, God bless them, mate. I hope you guys um, stay safe and well. We'll push on. And, and finally, Chris, I'll, look, I'll come back to you on that service fee, on that thing, on the yeah. um, on beautiful on King. We'll have a chat and we'll work out the details and see what we can do helping out um, Queensland. Excellent. Really appreciate it. There's Mark Congdon, the co-owner of King of Swing, joining us this morning on Mobile Rolling.